Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Population growth in the Treasure State is not just reserved to Montana's biggest cities, and that's reflected with the reclassification of nine high schools in the prep sports ranks around the state. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. At the Montana High School Association meetings earlier this week, the MHSA announced the reclassification of nine high schools, including eight that will move up a division. The schools slated to move up include Big Fork, who will jump from Class B to Class A, Fairview, Chinook, Lone Peak, Darby, Ennis, Park City, and Superior will all move from Class C to Class B, and just one school, Forsyth, will move down, dropping from Class B to Class C. The MHSA also awarded state championship sites for the 2023-24 academic school year. The list includes State AA Golf in Billings, State A Golf in Sydney, all-class cross-country in Kalispell, all-class volleyball in Bozeman, all-class swimming in Great Falls, all-class wrestling in Billings, AA basketball in Missoula, A basketball in Butte, B basketball in Billings, and C basketball in Great Falls. Shelby will host Class B Golf. Bozeman will host Double A Tennis. Double A Softball will take place in Belgrade. A Softball in Billings. B and C Softball in Billings. And the State Double A and C Track Meet will take place in Great Falls. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Hardest working man in show business. Not me, James Brown. What a anomalous and strange and fascinating character. One of America's great musical talents. Such an unbelievably <laughs> polarizing and tortured figure. But man, a lot of good jams, a lot of good dance moves. A lot of influence on other artists. Like when you watch him, you can see so many other artists in him. It's uh, it's interesting. Prince is one that comes to mind in particular. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, uh, he's just um, Bruno Mars. Mm, Bruno uh, Mars I can see one. that. Uh, you a Bruno Mars guy? I'm a huge Bruno Mars guy. I like his talent. I'm still trying to get in. Like, his music's oh, it's good. It's great. I just would never pick it, though. It Buddy. is great. I just would never, like, pick it on the jukebox. You you, you got to get more into your soul, man. Oh, see, I, I would just pick Al Green instead. If I want to listen to soul music, I'm picking Al Green. The Reverend. Or I'm picking James Brown. Or I'm picking Prince. See, that's all. See, I, I, I'm into this whole thing called Neo Soul. And there are some mm. artists out there that mm. are just, these, these young 20-year-olds out there are just making some amazing music, man. But I'm a big Bruno Mars fan. Peep him. Nuanas Dow, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? You can find it all on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Sportsbet Montana as well as The Advocates. It's available on all of your podcast hosting platforms. Rajiv Seabrook in studio or on, rather, the Brett's RV and Marine sales floor with me, Colter Nuanas. We talked about the King Richard movie. Winning time, the new HBO series, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a bunch of ABA legends. We also did some NFL and NBA buy-sell, so go check it all out. Nuwana is now podcast, presented by the Advocates as well as Sportsbet Montana. Save big on new and pre-owned boats today and all weekend long. You can splash into savings during the Lake Day sales event. Brett's RV and Marine here in Missoula. We'll be down here for about an hour or more. They'll be open until 7 tonight, and they'll be open all weekend long. You're going to get the largest savings of the year on every new and pre-owned boat in stock. Save up to $27,000 on new sports boats and up to $17,000 on new pontoon boats. Plus, receive one year free storage with every purchase. Make a splash this summer. Don't miss Brett's RV and Marine's Lake Day sales event on now through the whole weekend. Uh, well, I've been contemplating a lot this week about a lot of different things, but my number one question for you is when you're a mom, how do you find new music? The radio. Do you find new music? Yes, on the radio. We don't play that much new music on our radio. Not on ESPN, but on <laughs> U1045 we do. Okay, good point. Yeah, I guess Aubrey's playing a lot of the new stuff. What are you doing? You're going to ruin everything for us. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's no... Okay, I guess to recraft this question, it's not like it used to be where a song just comes out and you knew when it was coming out. It used to be like, 
Michael Jackson is dropping his new single next Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So then you sat there for like 10 days in anticipation of which single is going to be. Maybe you already had the album. You're like, I hope it's this one. I don't remember ever knowing when a single would drop. Well, singles always drop on Tuesdays. I know. Albums always drop on Tuesdays. And then I don't remember it ever being like there was going to be advertising for it. I just remember being like listening to B96 in Chicago. Yeah, I just feel like even if we are playing quote unquote new music, like whatever Ed Sheeran song we got has been on the internet for months by the time anybody starts actually playing it on the radio because everybody just drops all their stuff at once. Yeah, maybe, but... It just seems a little really lackluster to me. I don't know what your problem is today, but I, I have don't no like problem it. at all. I, I'm just really trying to... I, I refuse to ever get old and antiquated. So the best way to keep up with pop culture is to engage in pop culture. Through, I said that when I was your age, too. Through film and music. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to know how people find new music. The radio. Great. A lot of radio. It's and, Sports, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Carry on. And TikTok. Oh, my God. Just saying. Okay, so I have to. I have a confession. On my uh, incredibly well-curated Twitter timeline, take great pride in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's very not muddled. I have very stringent rules and who I follow and how I follow them and everything. It's almost exclusively content producers and or media people. I thought you were going to say bikini models. So I'm getting super edumacated. No, that's why you have to delete Instagram because they just force feed you bikini models mm. even if you don't want it. It's crazy. I don't, that, that's not in my. Well, that, they know your <laughs> analytics. They force feed you like probably like. Mom stuff. And wine. by deli- Mom stuff, diet stuff, and wine. When are they going to start delivering wine? Is that a thing? Yeah. Or you can get Grizzly wine Liquor deli- delivers. Wow. Free advertising for them. Um, interesting. My dad used to call them all the time for my birthday or Mother's Day or Christmas, and he just thought they were the best. Okay. Shout out. So I don't know what led me to telling you this, but uh, I started following this account that's very unorthodox for what all the other accounts I follow. It's called Vindictive, and it is only videos of people street fighting. Hmm. Men and women of all ages, just anytime there's a fight, whether it's in the club or on the side of the street or in the intersection or in the backyard, people just whooping each other. Yeah. It is horrific. Yeah, I don't like that kind it of stuff. It is so funny. No. <laughs> I don't know how I got... How did you lead me to this? How did you lead this course to water? I don't know, but for whatever reason, uh, I thought of that. And, uh, you know, we're going to get you back in on the Twitter. Yeah, I forgot my login. Oh, my gosh. I got to get back on that. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, what happens when Elon Musk buys Twitter? I don't know. Uh-huh. It's going to be called... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's going to be called that, but congratulations Don't you know that's you. like what he named his kids? Just like after some Star Wars he, No, he just named what? them like XYZ, 12979er52. Look up his children's names. Are there going to be any names left in like 20 years? What is going on? We're supposed to talk about sports. <laughs> no, we're not. You never talk about sports. Okay. This is brought to you by the AC Hotel. We got AC Hotel giveaway coming up here soon. Also, if you're listening to this here on a Friday, we're actually recording it on a Friday, but we, myself and Roger James Seabrook, sitting down at Brett's RV and Marine, appreciate Brett's for hosting us. It's the Lake Days sales event on now at Brett's. All right, what else you got? I or need what to do you ad- got initially. I well, guess. I need to address something. Okay. Last week, <laughs> I got. Did we record last week? Yes. Gosh, I am just on another planet. Yeah, I know. May I speak? Yep, I'm in. I'm here for it. <laughs> Last week, I received 
I'm really mi- I was really mixed about this because I first I laughed and laughed and laughed and then I got really sad because I don't like anyone not liking me. But I got my first piece of hate mail last week. Yes, you did. And um, can I read it? Yeah, please. I can tell you why the clueless chick hates Tom Brady. She doesn't seem to like anything or anyone wholesome or good. Hates Tebow because he loves Jesus. I don't even know if you've ever even talked about Tim Tebow on this I show. I have. I have. When he uh, tried I to come back. I must have been texting. Yeah. She, she must love God, though, because she always says, oh, God. <laughs> Do I say, oh, God, a lot? I think oh, I say, oh, yeah. oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, either one. It's just because you're like a... Valley girl? Irish Catholic. Yeah, that's it. From Canada. Well, I want to address this. Okay. Sir or ma'am, whoever sent <laughs> this. I believe it's a sir, but I mean, who knows? This day and age, everybody's everything, aren't they? I actually love wholesome people. Great. I don't like Tom Brady because he is like a smug. Yeah. I just think he's too smug. And then I started thinking, you know, what it is, is I don't like people that are overexposed. Like, right. I like the guy who is just doing great and he's just not everywhere and he's not in my face all the time. I like just humble people. That's what I like. Yeah. I mean, to say, I, th- I guess that the, the biggest disconnect in the verbiage of the text is that Tom Brady is clean living. That does not necessarily mean he's wholesome. Exactly. Those are two different things. No. Yeah. Being sober and being obsessed with the fountain of youth is totally different than actually being a wholesome person. Plus, he sold his soul to the devil, so I don't well, know how wholesome right. he is. Right, I mean, is. we don't need to get into talk about religion, but the the idol of God and, and the devil is real in terms of who who's who do you worship, and Tom Brady's God is himself. Exactly. We're going to get in so much trouble. Anyway, so <laughs> I just wanted to address it because um, I'm sorry to this person who felt that way about me, and I will work on not saying, oh, my God, so much. I you, apologize. You shouldn't. Uh, you should not. As uh, as one of my great journalism professors at the University of Montana would always tell us, every time you get any sort of letter or hate mail or letter of the editor or whatever, congratulations. All press is good press. Because that means people are reading. Or listening in this case. Yeah, I mean, yeah. gosh, I have been the subject of message board fodder for a decade plus. Well, you're used to this fame. I am not. Uh, it's not because of fame. It's because people have no ability to disconnect themselves emotionally from sports. Okay. All Bobcat people think I'm a Grizz. All Grizz people think I'm a Bobcat. And I sit here and laugh and say, thanks for listening. Okay. <laughs> Secrets out, guys. Chicken doesn't know sports, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, the Rabble Rouser, Carolyn in studio, <laughs> talking about all uh, things unwholesome. All right, what else you got? Speaking of people who are a little overexposed and maybe <laughs> should retire, Tiger Woods. Oh, gosh. She's going in on Tiger. I'm not. I'm just, I want to talk I about this. I thought, actually, that Saturday at the Masters was perhaps the most humanizing moment Tiger Woods has ever had in his life. Why? He, I don't know. He four-putted on a hole, which doesn't happen. He's never four-putted in the history of his golf career. Mm -hmm. But it looked exactly like us hackers. Like, he missed the putt off the corner of the the hole, so it shoots the other way. And he just angrily, like, walks up and tries to hit it in again like we would and misses it again. (laughs) And then he just stares at the ball. And he's like, I I can't. He couldn't believe it happened because it's literally never happened to him before. Right. And so he's just like, then he like stared and then he like went and marked it and had to like walk off the green and really just like think about Get it. Get back in the game. And we're all sitting there watching. We're like, oh my God, Tiger Woods is, he's mortal. He he actually he's, had a golf screw up like every other person ever. Well, I did. I was happy that he came in 47th and didn't like, I mean, not 
Not that I don't want him to win. I'm not, you know. But Guess how much he made for coming in 47th? A million? $47,500. Mm, that's not bad. I was happy to see him be human. Like, yeah. that was, that made me happy. Um, but did you know how tough that course is? <laughs> I'm aware that Augusta National, yes, is a very tough course. I'm uh, sorry, not the actual course, not the actual golf. I meant the walking part. Like for uh, yeah, someone yes. who is like, you know, yes, Augusta, almost paralyzed. Augusta National is uh, six plus miles for sure, yeah. up and down. Yep. Yeah. Anybody that's ever gone to the Masters would tell you that um, it's a trek, even just to watch it. Well, so, I, it sounds awful to watch. I would not uh, yeah, watch I mean, that. No, the fact that Tiger Woods was able to shoot under par while walking 18 holes on the first day, that in itself is a medical marvel. And then the fact that he actually finished the tournament, too. I mean, the the best of the Tiger Woods moments the entire tournament was when he was walking up 18. They gave him a standing ovation for finishing, and he actually, like, accepted it with humility. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think he realized, like, wow, I just fell completely apart this weekend. Probably the most embarrassing golf weekend of his life. Certainly the least successful on that big of a stage. But he finished it. I think the most embarrassing golf weekend of his life was when his wife hit his car with a golf club. <laughs> that would be, that's what I would uh, say. Man, that was 10 years ago. I know. How that was right after that? Nick was born. Almost 11. No, that was 12 years ago. Was it 12 yes. years ago? 2010? 2009. Right? Or maybe it was like January 2010. Thanksgiving 2009. Yes, yes, yeah. That's right. I was, I was in college. Wow. Time but flies. Back to Tiger Woods. Um, and this golf situation and getting the standing ovation, I would like everyone to remember that he did drive recklessly in Palos Verdes, California, nine months ago and cause a huge accident that luckily no one was hurt in and still unclear on what exactly happened. And I think that's shady. It's certainly shady. Uh, it's just yet another chapter in how Tiger Woods has lived a, a life worth scrutinizing, to be sure. And yet we don't care because we just want to see him hit the golf ball. That's the most crazy part about it is not even just him walking four rounds of 18 holes, not even him breaking, shooting under par on the first day, not even him being in the mix of the Masters when he's almost 50. The craziest part is when you watch Tiger Woods swing a golf club, he is still better than everybody. Right. He doesn't have the same focus and stuff, but it still looks completely different than every other guy on the tour. It's crazy. He's also signed up for a few more games matches he's gonna play again this year yeah he's playing at oh, some wow. pro-am and i then thought for sure US he Open. was gonna shut it down and try to come back next year something about the u.s open he's gonna play in the i US don't know o- that's oh, something he filed he's gonna get ground to dust in the u.s open I hey mean, all press is good press augusta national is a tough course there's the u.s open is it's the only tournament controlled by the usga so they make it as hard as possible to try to make it so that no one can shoot under par it's like ridiculous golf that's crazy if he plays in the u.s open i don't even know if will he even qualify regardless that's i that is news to me that's amazing thank breaking news folks <laughs> gotta love it breaking news all right so the nba no before we move oh. on from the masters one second yeah. two i have two questions for okay. you first of all have you ever seen the food and beer prices at the masters no, are they ridiculous? Incredibly cheap because what? it costs so much oh. money to buy a ticket. How much is a glass of wine? I don't know, but the sandwiches are like a dollar fifty. No way. Oh yeah, and the beers are like two bucks. I appreciate that. Right. Because like when you go to the movie, you're already paying a ridiculous amount of right. money, and then you're paying seventeen dollars for a coke. Right. I call. I think that's total crap. Totally. Uh, the other thing is the Masters has a no cell phone policy, oh. so when you go there. This is how they're able to stream it worldwide. Like, it's the most easily accessible event in the world. Like, you can just Google Masters and click on the stream, and everybody in the world can watch it while they're at their office or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's why they do it. But they want to make sure it's not streamed anywhere else, Twitter, anything like that. So everybody has to check their phone in. That's good. What would you think if they they did that at all sporting events? Like, imagine how sweet 
I think that's how sweet like playoff games in LA would be if people weren't on their phones. Yeah, that's no. like the indelible image of the NBA now. I know all the fans in the back are going crazy, and the people on the front row are just sitting on their cell phones. I think if you have, yeah, I think that that I think it's great. I think they should do that. I think I should do that right now. Get off your phone, jeez. <laughs> I'm going to start making you check in your phone when we record. This is ridiculous. I'm sorry. I'm trying to facilitate my interviews for right after this is done. I was just uh, getting, making sure we're on schedule. Unbelievable. Okay. So uh, it would be fun if everybody checked in their phone at sporting events, though. I do think so. Yeah, I do too. What about? That's too many people, though. That's like. Right. Well, I don't know. There's like tens of thousands of people that go to the Masters. Oh. Okay. Imagine like a Grizz football game if no one was on their phone. I know. I mean, I still wouldn't go, but The yeah. one thing about Montana that still has an allure, though, is when you do get 26,000 people in one area, we still have such bad cell phone coverage that, like, your phones don't actually work. Exactly. Especially in that stadium. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So that. that everybody can't even actually be on their phone. Yeah. No, I'm I'm down with that. All right. Cool. Check it out on sports. Concerts, too. Mm, concerts would be very good. There's I nothing know. more annoying to me when I'm, like, scrolling Facebook and someone's like, oh, my God, I'm at Elton John or whatever, and they're just videoing this artists. Yeah. I'm like, first of all, pay attention to the concert sure. you just spent money on. And second of all, I don't want to see that. I would right. have bought a ticket if right. I wanted to. I know. It's like when you're at the pit at the Kettle House Amphitheater and a, one of the great hit songs or whatever comes on and everybody's just holding yeah. up their phone. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like when people take pictures of the full moon and put it on Facebook. I'm like, really? This doesn't translate. I can't even, I don't even know how to put pictures on Facebook. So Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Carolyn in studio with us. Chicka does no sports here on your Friday, presented by the AC Hotel. What else has you got? Well, the NBA had quite a week this week. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to go through a few stories. Games. What? The play-in games. You don't even know about that. No. The playoffs have started. Oh, okay. And they have play-in games now. Okay, well, that's not what I'm talking about. Anything. I don't know. I have no idea where you're going with this. Then, if we're not talking about the results of the no, game, no, why oh, would I, I talk about that? I know where you're going with this. This Miles, is actually going to be. Funny. I have a few. There's okay. a few stories from this week. Yep. Miles Bridges. Yep. Chuck the mouthpiece. Chucked a mouthpiece at a heckling fan, which is disgusting, and it hit a little girl instead. She was 16. She wasn't a little oh, girl. Oh, okay. But well, teenage still girl. gross. Um, he was fined fifty thousand dollars. How do you feel about that fine? Well, it's way too steep. If you watch the highlight, he definitely loses his temper. He definitely checks his mouthpiece into the stands. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's fine. If you have an automatic fine for throwing things in the stands, I also understand that because you can't be throwing stuff at people. Right. It misses the person who's heckling and, like, grazes the girl's little sweatshirt. And she, like, looks over at it and, like, gives a funny look. And then it was just, like, whatever. What if she had picked it up and put it in her mouth? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's all proportional because these guys make so much money. Yeah. So maybe that's just the standard fine. I I, I thought it was, uh, I mean, I guess my thought is that you have to find people if they're throwing stuff in the stands. Yeah. It just is what it is. He doesn't need to get killed for this any other, I mean, he's a really young player. Does it's he have just, a lot of money? Well, everybody in the NBA Do has they? a lot I don't of know. Money. Oh yeah, the league winner in the NBA is like three quarters of a million dollars right now. So 50 grand isn't like that big of a deal. It, I'm sure that Miles Bridges is making significantly more than the league minimum too, probably. Okay. I mean, I've never heard of him, but. <laughs> I'm not shocked. <laughs> okay. I look up his salary, but I don't want to get my phone slapped nope, out of my hand. You're not allowed to have your phone. You... <laughs> She's got her reading glasses on now, and I feel like I'm like in my sixth grade I'm detention point at or you. something like that. I'm going to get a green slip before the show's over. Guys, I... Do they still give green slips over there at Hellgate Elementary? Yeah, they sure do. They do? Yep. Your kids, how many do they have? I don't think they've gotten any mm, known... How about, how about pink slips? That's on the bus. No. 
if they get some, please save them because it will be the greatest uh, memorabilia they can find when they're like 30. True, true, true. Me and one of my other troublemaking friends, we found all of our detention slips over New Year's one year and uh, we had a party, read them to people at the party. It was this, How many did funny. you have? Oh, I got probably 50 pink slips. What? I got kicked off the bus probably once every three months for the f- like first grade through eighth grade. For doing what? Fighting. Oh my God. My next door neighbor had a little bit of a physical handicap, and the kids used to pick on him. Okay, and so well, that's I would fair. Beat the hell out of him. All right, I like that. And my parents never got mad at me. They're like, keep defending him. Yeah, yeah, all right, all right. I thought you were just being a punk. No, we, and we have to walk to the bus stop, which is like a mile from where my, where he lived. And so they would always pick fights with him. So then we'd get okay. off the bus and I'd just roll him, and then we'd go home. I approve. I approve. <laughs> All right, moving on. So the Clippers versus the Timberwolves yeah, on Tuesday night. Yeah. A woman glued herself to the court. I saw this. With Elmer's, as if that is going to <laughs> hold her to the court, by the way. <laughs> so I read that she was a oh my gosh. like she was a an animal activist. Okay. So I thought at first she was like protesting the Timberwolves because of the wolves or something. Okay. But it's not that. Do you know what she was protesting? I, I have no cl- earthly clue. The owner of the Timberwolves um, has chickens and apparently he mistreats them. How can you even mistreat a chicken? I don't know. Their brains are like the size of a penny. Do chickens even have memories? Aren't chickens like goldfishes? Their memories are like 11 seconds long or something like that? No idea. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to be inhumane or, or uh, like bash on animals or whatever, but like, I think it's pretty hard to mistreat a chicken. I it's just, already let itself get domesticated to the point that it's the food for everybody. I think that um, there's better ways to protest <laughs> totally. than gluing yourself with Elmer's to mm. the basketball court. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Someone send me hate mail. All right. Tell me how you oh, would do it. Oh, we're going to get all sorts of rioting in the streets. Really? Yeah. Okay. What else? Last story for today. How folks. about you? Did, you missed the best NBA fine. What? Patrick Beverly, the Timberwolves point guard, got fined for what the league he got fined thirty thousand dollars for what the league called excessive profanity. What does that even mean? What did he do? I don't know. These guys scream and swear at each other at the top of their lungs the whole game. So what actually constitutes excessive? He must have just never stopped swearing for three hours or something. I mean, I've been there. I, <laughs> I have. I can. I could do that. So for those that. Follow the NBA. This is just a side tangent quickly. The Timberwolves versus the Grizzlies in the first round of the playoffs, which will uh, commence on, uh, I can't remember if they, that series opens Saturday or Sunday, but th- this weekend that series commences. Two of the better young teams in the league, the T-Wolves, uh, Patrick Beverly, the, the profanity guy, he's kind of their heart and soul. He's definitely one of the most antagonistic players and one of the most villainous players in the league. That's why I love him. He'll be going against John Morant. John Morant, one of the rising stars in the league. John Morant was already talking some mad stuff today. He said, Patrick Beverly's definitely got smoke with me. Like, let's bring it on. And so those two dudes are both so edgy. And <laughs> one of them's getting thrown out in this series at least once. Or there's going to be a flagrant foul. Really? Like, oh, for sure. These guys, because John Morant doesn't back down to anybody. And Patrick Beverly is the most antagonistic player in the league. Like, Russell Westbrook would punch Patrick Beverly in the face if he had a chance. Why are these guys getting so mad? I mean, Because they... when you're Patrick Beverly, the only way you can be in the NBA is based on emotion. He's only like six feet tall. He's tiny. Yeah, but you just said the league minimum is $750,000. <laughs> like, just chill. Have I don't some think, fun. I, Patrick Beverly has no chill. No way. 
Well, that's the thing. That's why sports are so important because some of these guys have such crazy mentalities that they can't do anything else besides compete. Mm-hmm. Like the guys in the NFL, some of these guys, they there's no place in society for them unless they like join the military or the law enforcement, unless they're in the NFL. They're just too competitive and too like physically. They should get violent. in sales. <laughs> That's actually why so many companies hire athletes in sales. For sure. Yeah. Because you're competitive and you want to win. For sure. Well, (laughs) speaking of sales, Tom Brady's uh, (laughs) unretirement football. Yeah. So initially when he retired, it sold for $518,000. Yep. Well... He unretired, as we know. Right. So the um, they were able to the auction was able to void the sale, and now the seller has it back in his possession. And he's apparently there's still people who want to buy the thing. Hmm. So I don't know if he's going to make that five hundred thousand dollars, but um, I'm happy for the person who bought it because that would have been a real bummer. This memorabilia game right now is crazy. Uh, Tiger Woods. When he completed the Tiger Slam, so the Tiger, so the Grand Slam in golf is when you win all four majors in one year. No one's done that in seventy plus years, but Tiger once won all four majors in a row. It just wasn't in a calendar year. I think he won the Open, the British Open, the PGA, and then won the Masters the next year. So they called the Tiger Slam. He was the ch- defending champion in all four majors at one point. The clubs he used to go on that streak, he then auctioned off. And back in 2006, somebody bought them for $57,000. Okay. That same person just sold those clubs the other day for $6.5 million. What? So they made $6 million on Tigers. Who buys this stuff? Man. Smart investors, I guess. For But $6 million? Do you think that's going to increase? Oh, yeah. You do? For sure. What isn't going to increase? That's true. Have we, we seen the price like, of bread lately? I mean, we, just keep, <laughs> we just keep printing money. It's like all going to be irrelevant at some point. Wow. I That's insane. It is Well, insane. good for that guy. Good for that guy. Huh. Uh, yeah, good for the Tom Brady ball guy, I guess, too. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Anything? I don't have anything else. I'm just still a little shaken by my hate mail, and hmm. I'm afraid to speak, frankly. Well, I still don't know where people find new music, so... The radio. Equally baffled. Nuwana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Carol and Chicken Doesn't Know Sports here on Nuwana is Now, presented by the AC Hotel. We're back to the normal procedure. Want a couple vouchers for cocktails down there at the AC Hotel? Great. Call us or actually text us. What are, what are they? What's the prompt for today? Does Carol? OMG. <laughs> OMG. Third person to text OMG. You got a pair of vouchers to the AC Hotel. It's a great place downtown Missoula. You don't have to be staying there to go there. It's a great place to go kick it with your friends. Do you want to hear the funniest story? Have you been hanging out down there? Do we have a minute? Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's better be funny. So I took my friend Ashley. I Mm. said, let's meet at the AC for uh, breakfast. They have this awesome breakfast, right? They do, yes. And they have this big buffet, and then they also have a few egg dishes. Yep. And whenever I go there with a group of people or whatever, we always order a few of the egg dishes and share because they're yep. perfect for sharing. Yep. So I look at the menu and I say, we'll take one of everything because there's three things on the menu. Yeah. Well, I didn't realize there was a back of the menu mm. and there were like three more things. Mm. So they just start bringing out all this food mm. and we, I'm like, let's hit up the buffet. And Ashley's like, what is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then I didn't realize there was a back of the menu. Mm. So. And then you drank your cocktails. I didn't have cocktail. Mm. I don't day drink. I know, but people that want to win this might. Oh, yes, you can day drink at the AC <laughs> Hotel. I don't day drink. I, don't, I try not to have anything till after 5 p.m. 
Well, but I do go to the AC Hotel after 5 After p.m. 5. Well, you can go to the AC Hotel anytime. Third texter, OMG, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Thanks to the AC Hotel, proud presenter of The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports with our good friend Carolyn. Thank you, Carolyn. Thank you. There you go. AC Hotel, Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Coming to you every Friday. Thanks to Carolyn for swinging by earlier today. Myself, Rajim Seabrook, we down here at Brett's RV and Marine. Save big on new and pre-owned boats all day, all the way until 7 p.m. tonight and all weekend long. Splash into savings during the Lake Days sales event. Brett's RV and Marine, 4800 Grant Creek Road. Well, footy 15, University of Montana soccer team has a new assistant, Andrew Houghton, caught up with Ashley Herndon earlier this week. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Montana, welcome back. Duan is now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television coming to you from Brett's RV and Marine. It's the Lake Day sales event. On now through the weekend, you can save huge. They got savings up to $27,000 off new sport boats and savings up to $17,000 off new pontoon boats. Grooving out a little Al Green for you here on your Tuesday. Montana alum Taylor Hansen, a outstanding soccer player, all big sky talent for the Grizz soccer team. Uh, she'll make her debut tonight against, uh, I guess this was last night that she made her debut for the San Diego Wave SC. Uh, so that's very cool. And uh, Andrew Houghton caught up with a couple members of the Grizz soccer team, including head coach Chris Chitovitsky. As part of this week's 4015, we'll also hear from new. Grizz assistant Ashley Herndon and how she was able to help Taylor Hansen as well. But here's Chris Chudovitsky to kick off the 4015 here on your Friday. You got to go like, in, in Taylor's case, if I had recruited her, we'd have to go six to seven years back. And the original meeting that you have with a kid and you ask the question of, do you want to play professionally overseas? Because the, the market for the women's game is pretty high now. And look at this list of players that I have that have gone on to play overseas. If that's what you want to do, I can provide you the part there. And then if they say yes, and then you meet with them, and you ask them again, 
is that one of the program goals is to send players overseas. Yes, I want to do that. Molly Curry, I want to get back into the youth national team set up for Canada. Cam wants to get into that youth national team set up for Canada. I can sit with those people and say, you told me you wanted to do this. My expectations of you are a lot higher than somebody who's telling me they're just coming here to play soccer. No. So you and I are doing extra work, extra training, all this extra stuff, because you want to get here. You don't want to just be a D1 soccer player. You want to go professionally. So now I can prep them physically and soccer-wise for four years much different to somebody who's just coming here to play on the team for us. And so that lays the groundwork on the soccer side of things and the mental side of things because we talk about it and you see players going and she can talk to Lex and figure out what that agent process was like. So she does a little bit of homework. We do the homework pushing her physically and soccer-wise. Christian Davitsky on Taylor Hansen and her professional debut. How about Ashley Herndon, new Grizz assistant. Anshu Davitsky's staff also talking some Taylor Hansen, the footy 15 with Andrew Houghton. Tell me a little bit more about your playing career because I I knew that you were good because I looked at your bio when you came in and we were trying to set up this podcast and you're yeah. you're laughing but Montana head coach Chris Chitavisky sent me pictures of a bunch of memorabilia from your playing career including a CAA player of the year award at JMU you played in the NWSL for a while you played overseas just tell me a little bit about your playing career, what kind of player you were, and, and sort of how you were able to tr- transition into playing professionally after college. Yeah, uh, the transition was the hardest part for me, honestly. Um, like you brought up, it's not my favorite thing to talk about, but yeah, I did have a lot of opportunities, which I'm very fortunate about. Uh, started my career at JMU, loved my college experience. Uh, within my college experience, I got to go to a U23 national camp and then got invited to the Nordic tournament, which was a really amazing experience. Got to play with some top-level people, and I was very fortunate for that. And I've learned a lot from those from those experiences. Uh, out of college, I went to play with the Portland Thorns for a little bit. Got in contract for a little, um, but just those training environments, I will take all those experiences forever and remember them for us in my life, and hopefully pass those on to the players that I'm coaching now. Um, after Portland, I went the Europe route. My first experience was in Prague, played there for a year, got to play Champions League with Slavia Praha, which was amazing. A lot of experiences there. Just living in a different country has just taught me so much. Uh, after that, I played in Switzerland, and then my last professional career was in Iceland, which was amazing as well. <laughs> Great experiences, and I'll take them on forever, like I said. It's Ashley Herndon, Montana Grizzlies assistant soccer coach, joining us on the Soccer and Snow and Smoke podcast. Playing in all those places, you could probably tell stories for days. What I'm curious about is what the transition, what was the biggest change going from, from college into, like you said, training sessions uh, with the U23 national team, training sessions with Portland Thorns, one of the most storied teams in the NWSL, and you were playing on a team, you were on a roster, you were in training sessions with a lot of uh, national team players. Just what was the, what was the transition like on the field? Yeah, um, the first thing that hits you right away is just the speed of play. Going from one level to the next, um, everything is faster the way the ball moves. Even just decision-making, everything has to be quicker. Um, Another thing is just the mental part of the game. I knew I needed it in college, but just playing at those different levels, it's just staying out of your own head is the biggest piece, and I could never get past that part. It was always a challenge for me, and now my goal is to help my players that I have get out of their own head. You know, Taylor Hansen, who's now with uh, the San Diego Wave, 
been trying to help her out a lot and she's similar to how I am. She overthinks a lot of things and trying to get through to her is my main goal now. Yeah, that's awesome. I've I've had Taylor Hansen in here a couple times because she she was one of my favorite players on the team last year. I, I love the way that she plays. She's obviously very talented, um, and I was fascinated by her sort of doing the thing that you did, trying to transition from the college game into the professional game because she clearly had the talent for it. And she is. She's a very good interview. She's very thoughtful uh, when she's in here. She's very articulate. Mm-hmm. But but you can see how that could sort of be a, a handicap when you're out there and the ball is moving fast. Like you said, so uh, let's talk about that. This program under Chris Chitovitsky mm-hmm. has a lot of ambition, which encompasses sending a lot of players to play professionally. It is something that he wants to have be a cornerstone of the program, that if you come here and you, you want to give it a shot to keep playing after your college career is over, then the program will help you do that. And that's mm-hmm. good for the program and it's good for the players. You know, somebody like you is a big part of that because you do have the experience what is it that you're telling these girls? How do you work with them, you know, when they're still here? Mm-hmm. And then what do you tell them to help prepare them when they're finishing up and they're trying to go play professionally? Yeah, um, a lot of little things, honestly. Uh, the week weeks before and months before, it was a lot of training with Tay and just giving her my own experiences of just the playing style of what I experienced. I mean, every place is going to be different, playing in Europe, playing in in Portland, everything's different. The style of play uh, at Portland, it's a lot of possession-based and a different style than if you were to play in Europe where it's kind of hard physical games all the time and maybe not a certain playing style. But my advice to them is, like I keep talking about, is just the mental part of it. It's staying out of her head. And I was just giving her a lot of things that I experienced and what I went through and how it didn't help me. And hopefully that was helping her prepare for what was coming. Were there tricks that you used to get into uh, the right mindset? I mean, mental games that you would play with yourself or or was it just a more holistic overall thing that you had to constantly be working on? I honestly never really found a true answer. Yeah. I went from reading books to meditation to anything I could think of, just getting in the gym and working on something else outside of soccer, just kind of getting out of my own head. But... It was more so just preparing her for little situations of if you were to go through this, this is what I did and how it didn't help me. And hopefully that would help her in a different way. Um, could give you an example. I would, if I were to make a bad pass, it would kind of just stick with me the whole rest of the training. And I would be thinking, oh, they think I'm a terrible player, blah, blah, blah. And my advice to her was just make a bad pass, just brush it off and move on to the next one, complete the next pass and try not to let it stick with you in your head and it's easier said than done but I think just talking things out was helpful for her is there a little bit of um imposter syndrome too there especially for a player like Taylor who's coming from a player like Montana I mean I don't think I'm not sure like I've talked on this podcast about how historic and monumental it is that Taylor Hansen is playing for San Diego Wave right now I believe and I have no idea how far back the historical records go she's the only player that I know of to graduate from a Big Sky school to ever play in the NWSL. I know Maria Sanchez, who went to Idaho State for two years before transferring, is playing for Houston Dash right now, but I believe 
Taylor Hansen is the only player to ever graduate from a Big Sky school. It's such a huge step up. I mean, it's historic. You know, is it tough for her to deal with that? Like, coming in, now she's playing with, I mean, Alex Morgan is on that team. The number one draft pick is uh, Naomi Germa is on that team. Abby Dahlkemper is on that team. Have you tried to help her with just, like, saying, like, I belong with these players, you know? Yes, that's been a big thing because where I came from at JMU, it's very similar to Montana coming from a mid-major school, and not many people have heard of these places before, and both in very similar spots, and that's why I tried to tell her about my experience a lot. I mean, I was going into a camp with Tobin Heath and Christine Sinclair, Allie Long, Lindsay Horan, Megan Klingenberg. I could go on and on with the amount of talent. Who's the best player you ever played with? Uh, that's tough. There's been a lot. Um, probably my favorite player to play with, who helped me a lot, um, was probably Ali Long and Lindsey Horan. They both helped me in many different ways, but it's been nice to have that connection, be able to, to ask some questions when I, when I want to. It's, they were very helpful. That's the other thing I was going to ask you when you were talking about trying to get the mental side of your game right. You were playing with a lot of people who you know, had done that because they were very successful or they um, at least had a better handle on it maybe than you did. How yeah. how helpful was it to sort of pick the brains of U- United States women's national team players yeah. and, and, you know, players like that? Yeah. Um, having that U23 camp when I was in college kind of gave me a brief look at those sort of things. And going into Portland, it prepared me a little bit for that. Um, but like you talked about, Tay, it's it's kind of crazy when you look back and think who I was surrounded by but just having those experiences and playing with that talent helped me so much and kind of one of my pieces of advice for Tay was just look where you are right now like they want you there in that environment for a reason and that's pretty cool to think about. Ashley Herndon assistant soccer coach for the University of Montana joining us on the soccer and snow and smoke podcast Ashley, I, I haven't talked to Taylor since she um, got into a camp. I mean, how is she doing over there? I, I've tried to watch some of their games. I haven't seen her play yeah. much at all. But, you know, you're close with her. If you're talking with her, what's your sense of how she's doing over there? Yeah, um, she's doing great. Obviously, signed a contract, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. It doesn't happen to everyone. And coming in the way she did, where she wasn't drafted, she had to prove it and earn that spot. And she did that. And she did that because they saw something in her that not every player can get to. And that's pretty awesome. And she hasn't made it into a game yet, but her time is going to come. And I and I really believe that. Yeah, really impressive. I mean, it is like a, an undrafted free agent deal in the NFL, which a, a lot of people who, if you watch Big Sky football, a lot of times the best players in the Big Sky are getting undrafted free agent deals mm-hmm. sort of after the draft. And that doesn't come with any guarantees. I mean, they're giving you an invite to their camp. They can cut you at any moment. Right. Um, when they don't want you, you're out of there. I mean, there's no guarantees or anything. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the situation that Taylor Hansen was in coming out of the University of Montana. And for her to even make that roster, like you said, is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. I, I've watched more NWSL games this year than I have ever previously in yeah. the past because of Taylor Hansen and also because of Maria Sanchez, um, who, like I said, went to Idaho State for a couple years and is now back in the NWSL after playing um, in League MX for a couple years. You played in the NWSL a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. What's your sense of how the league has, has changed since then and evolved since then? It kind of seems like the league is always changing and could always be growing, and it seems like they're trying to do more and more for it every year, which is pretty awesome. And I just hope that the game keeps growing and growing for women's sports. Um, it's And I haven't even touched on 
uh, the players who are playing overseas too. I know Montana has a bunch playing overseas, and it's just as important and special. And you, it's a different experience, but it's just as big, and it's also also exciting as well. That's right. What what are the big differences there? Besides, you know, language, culture, obviously, are going to be different. You talked a little bit about the differences on the field and the style of play, yeah. but you've had both experiences. What are the big differences? And and is there a certain player type of player who's maybe you know, more suited to stay here or to go overseas? Like, how does that work? Yeah, then it's different for everybody. It's it's pretty challenging if you want to play in the U.S. just because of the smaller opportunities and the talent that's here, and there's a lot of opportunities overseas. Um, so that would be the main difference of playing rosters and dealing with the contracts and stuff. Um, overseas, it's more of a bigger opportunity and more, more numbers over there, but... Um, like I said, it's just as as special. And but the for the playing styles, it's I and my experience was just and obviously it's me dealing with different languages and stuff. So I could have interpreted things the wrong way or not correctly. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just a more physical game, I would say. You were you were in Prague. You said you were playing Champions yeah. League soccer in Prague. You went to Iceland to finish your career. There was one stop in the in, in between there. Uh, Switzerland. In Switzerland. Yes. Okay. Which was your favorite? Um, they were all so different. Just the different cultures and playing styles. I probably... Prague was probably the most talented and hard, but good challenge. And it pushed me a lot. And I probably enjoyed that one the most. When I got to Iceland, my last playing experience was probably the time where I... I took that opportunity to just play and enjoy the game, and that's probably the best soccer I played. Yeah. So, in the sense of which one do I did I most enjoy? It could have been that one, just because I was out of my head at that point and was just playing to play. But it wasn't the most competitive and tough playing. What's the atmosphere like over there in terms of the fan base for women's soccer? Because I know that. A lot of the time, like players in the WNBA, for example, are going to play in Europe in the off season, and not only are they making more money over there, they also are playing in front of more fans than they will ever play in front of in a WNBA game. Is that sort of similar? I mean, is there a huge sort of support for women's soccer? I know we just yeah. had Barcelona just set a new record, some 90,000 yeah. fans to watch their women's team, which is the best women's team in the world yep. by far. But is it was it similar over there where you saw a little bit more fervor? Yeah, well, coming from a place where I played in Portland, where the fan base is just incredible, right. in Portland, um, Prague had a lot of a lot of fans. Especially when we got to play in the men's stadium, we drew even bigger crowds just because of the environment and the space we had there, which was a lot of fun for the Champions League games. We would get a big crowd. Uh, that was pretty exciting. Uh, in Iceland, where I ended, it was COVID time, so fans couldn't really be there. But it's from what it sounded like, there was a good fan base over there as well. When did you... You talked about playing in Iceland and playing the best soccer of your career at that point in your mind. When mm-hmm. when did you know it was time to hang them up and, and transition out? Yeah. Uh, it, was co- it was COVID times, and it was tougher to find teams to play on. My agent was working like crazy, trying to find different teams, and... The transition in between each team and contract I was on, it's just knowing when you're going to leave and it's always training and overtraining and it got to a point where it was just time and I still love soccer, but I knew I wasn't the happiest I could be playing. 
4015 here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Ashley Herndon joining Andrew Houghton. Thanks for that interview, Andrew. We are down here at Brett's RV and Marine. Say big on new and pre-owned boats today and all weekend. Splashing the savings during the Lake Days sales event down here 4800 Grand Creek Road. What's up for the rest of the week? Well, we're done. We'll give you a preview for Monday. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Well, happy Friday, everybody. Hopefully you're having an outstanding end to your week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Coulter Nuanas here on ESPN Radio. Thanks to Brett Sarvey and Marine. Come check out the Lake Day sales event this weekend. We'll see you again Monday, 4 p.m. Have a great weekend. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.